We've talked a lot on the show about the need to bolster the human resources we have in our healthcare system. That seems to be one of the big barriers that we face. We just don't have enough people, right? Uh, nursing is one sector that we talk about a lot as being really, really short-staffed. You saw the story earlier this week uh, about some nurses with AHS, you know, working overtime to the tune of hundreds of thousands of dollars, just a handful. I mean, I don't want to make it sound like all nurses are doing that. But uh, a lot more are doing that than even just three, four years ago. Um, and the reason is they're, they're, they're covering off shifts that need to be filled and we just don't have the available labor pool to draw from. So there's been a lot of focus on increasing the number of nurses in the province of Alberta. How do we do that? We recruit. That's one way. And the other thing is once we get them recruited, fast track the accreditation process so they can get on the job quicker. Now we're getting some numbers in terms of where that effort has gone and how effective it has been. Um, some new numbers just released yesterday showing that actually we're seeing a, a pretty good increase. So let's get some of the details around exactly how things have been developing and changing. We're going to speak with Greg Loveday. Uh, Greg is the Executive Director for Strategy and Operations at the Alberta College of Registered Nurses of Alberta. Greg, thanks so much for joining us today. I really do appreciate your time. Uh, thank you very much for having me. Now, when we talk about the college, you're part of this process, part of the team, I guess, that it has been focused on streamlining, right, and trying to even fast-track some applications for accreditation in Alberta. H- how does that work? What have, what changes have been made? How has that process of getting accreditation been fast-tracked, if you will? Yeah, I mean, the, the summary of what we look at is is the way we receive an application from somebody and the way we process something. So the real change that we've looked at in our policies in the last few months is is the, the evidence that we receive and who we receive it from. Um, often it had to come via other parties and, and, and it meant that people were submitting things two or three times. So it's about processing things quicker, making sure we get the right information quicker. Uh, and, and once people get into the application processing step, that we can have uh, decrease the turnaround time. So which has been a, a huge impact to how quickly people are getting through the process. And is it, how do you go about sort of making sure that the qualifications can be, I, I don't want to say standardized because it's probably different in some areas, but there's a basic level of, okay, we know this person is capable of handling the job as we expect it to be done by AHS. Yeah. So, and obviously AHS, one of our partners and also the other employers yeah. in, in, in the province. Sure. And, and I mean, yeah, the, the, so the requirements of obtaining registration haven't changed. People still are required, of course, to have the same level of education and so on. Um, what has changed in our processing is, is the evidence where we won't receive that from. So as an example, there are, um, several, um, um, processes that people go through as part of immigration, uh, where this, some of these, um, accreditations are already checked. And so what we've started looking at is how can we leverage some of the processes already in place, specifically for an education credential assessment, which is part of an immigration process already that people have already completed rather than making them go through it again. So it's not necessarily about removing requirements. In fact, it's not about removing requirements. It's about leveraging the processes that are already in place and saying, how can we use those to make the whole system quicker? Makes sense. Are we seeing an increase? Uh, it, it, I mean, it looks like we're seeing an increase in, in accreditation. What about people seeking uh, an opportunity in Alberta? Has that gone up? Yeah, I think, well, a couple of really interesting things. So there's definitely an increase uh, year on year. And you saw earlier this week, we, we shared that. So in the nine months, our, our permit year runs from October 1 to September 30th each year. Yep. So from from October 1 until now, we, we've issued more than double 
um, than we had in the previous 12-month window for initial applicants. And initial applicants come from three buckets. It's, it's graduates from a university program within Canada. It's people who are registered in another jurisdiction in Canada and who are choosing Alberta as their destination of choice. And it's people who are coming who have never been registered uh, in, in Canada before at all. So those are the people that are referred to as the internationally educated nurses. Uh, and we've seen it, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the numbers from university graduates is relatively stable. That's, that's something that we're, um, you know, dependent on how many seats are available at post-secondary institutes. But the other two categories are substantially up from year on year. Yeah, they, they, they absolutely are. If you take a look at just, you know, the international, you're receiving almost 600 applications. Um, in terms uh, over the last four years, and like you say, it, it's almost equaling that now. So is that a result of recruitment? I mean, are, are we doing a good job of beating the bushes in, in other places around the world and saying, hey, come to Alberta? Um, I think, you know, I don't think I, I can't speak too much to that. Obviously, as, like the, the role that we play in the healthcare ecosystem is, is processing once people apply. Right, yeah. So there's, not, there's, there's not too much proactive from our lens. Um, I, I, you know, arguably the, the province is doing that and arguably we're becoming a, a place that people want to come to. But what we're really focused on is a couple of things. And what, what we can say that's very interesting is many of the applicants we're seeing, um, we implemented a, a service in in the fall last year, a navigator service, we call it, which allows people to call in to our college and get an understanding of how our process works. And so through that process, we've been able to collect some data on, you know, where these people are already living. And and a very, very high percentage of the people that are applying right now are educated health professionals living in Alberta who weren't able to previously get through the process. So it's not just a matter of individuals coming from overseas. There's also those who are already residing here, have already gone through the immigration process, and now are getting the opportunity to, to leverage their, their expertise in, in Alberta. Interesting. So what uh, what blockade has been removed there where now they're able to do that when they weren't before? What's changed? Well, it's definitely a couple of processing changes, um, specifically, um, you know, the, the level of evidence that's been received and, yep. and a couple of policy changes as far as um, the, the examination. There's, um, within Alberta and within North America, actually, we have a registration exam that all registered nurses are required to take to become a registered nurse, and it's, and it's standardized across North America, um, well, standardized across Canada and most of the United States, And um, but it is not standardized globally. So what we've started saying to individuals is if you take the standardized registration exam and we'll give you permission to do that, um, that can become a piece of evidence you can use to, to declare your competency to register. And that's a change in policy that has had a, a really big impact is to use the, the standardized registration exam for registered nurses as, a, as an entry-level um, competency yeah. test. Makes perfect sense, yeah. absolutely. Um, is there any way of knowing once they um, get the certification, do they immediately start working? Is there any way of knowing, because that's what we need, ultimately we need to get them through yeah. this process and then get them on the job. Is that happening, Greg? Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously that's a, that's a, it's difficult to know with great detail. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of, we have a lot of anecdotal conversations with individuals. Um, we do, we do have some, um, personal stories that we hear through and we do work very closely, um, with Alberta Health Services, with Covenant Health, with, with other providers to make sure that we're connecting with their departments and making people aware. Um, we actually have a couple of pilots in place with Alberta Health Services for exactly this purpose where we can make sure that individuals who obtain registration are then connected via Alberta Health Services for opportunities. So, um, so it, but I, to, to give the exact numbers, obviously yeah. it's very difficult. Um, and, and what's always difficult as well is so we're reporting on how many individuals 
obtain a permit that doesn't necessarily equate to how many individuals are full-time employees in the healthcare system. So it, it's, it's always a bit of a different metric. But uh, anecdotally, we're definitely hearing that people are finding opportunities. Uh, we've had three or four conversations just this week about people that have found opportunities in some rural settings as well, which is which is a great news. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Is is there an emphasis as part of this process? I mean, obviously, when, once you're you've got you've got the permit, you've got the permit. I assume you can practice anywhere in the province. But is are there conversations? Is there sort of a requ- there's no requirement to work in a rural setting or a smaller city? City is there? There's not. No, no. obviously the, the 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 permit allows you to work anywhere. Uh, but, but of course, there there is some really good opportunities for people um, available um, um, jobs, as an example. And and like some of the things we are hearing is anecdotally, some of those people are taking that opportunity. So, but definitely to confirm, there's no requirement of, yeah. of where you work. It's it's anywhere, and um, and there's a lot of jobs, obviously, in the urban centres as well. Excellent, great, great insight, great information. Thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate it.